and welcome to this episode 41 of 50 Ways to Succeed at Work, where you hear stuff about ways to succeed, even the most well-intentioned colleagues, advisors, careers officers and HR departments may never get around to mentioning. This is about you being a giver, not a taker. Why giving out is more effective than taking out. We can actually change the way that people define success. Instead of saying it's all about winning a, con- a competition, people will realize success is really more about contribution. I believe that the most meaningful way to succeed is to help other people succeed. And if we can spread that belief, we can actually turn paranoia upside down. There's a name for that. It's called pronoia. That was Adam Grant, organizational psychologist and best-selling author and top-rated professor at Wharton Business School for seven straight years. Adam has a clear standpoint on what makes people successful at work. He points to givers and takers. So let's see where you fit into this picture. Successful people have three things, motivation, ability, and opportunity. The rest is down to hard work, talent, and luck. Yet there's a critical, often neglected part of this familiar formula. It seldom makes the headlines. Success depends on how you interact with other people. When you do interact with another person at work, you have a choice. Do you try to get as much as possible from the connection? Or do you contribute value without worrying about what you receive in return? Are you a giver? It's certainly tempting and easier to just be a taker. When you choose to be a taker, you expect to get more than you give. As for the thing they call reciprocity, takers only like it when it's in their favour. Most times they happily put their interests far above others' needs. Takers also see the world as a competitive dog-eat-dog place. To succeed, takers need to be better than others and prove their competence. Nor does being a taker mean that you're always cruel or cutthroat. Instead, you can justify your choice as merely being cautious and self-protective. If I don't look out for myself, no one else will. So why bother spending precious energy on being a giver rather than a receiver? Can being a giver support your prime aim to be a success at work? Is there only the binary choice of giver and taker? Or is there a third way? These are fair questions, and the answers reflect the reality of work these days. Working life is now mainly about collaboration. Regardless of your role, expertise or status, you'll be continually reliant on others for their efforts. Everything from those who keep the conveyor belt moving, to late-night staff clearing up after everyone else has gone home, from computer support staff to the receptionist who makes sure you receive a recent delivery, from your boss who sets you right on some issue, to fellow teammates who cover for you when you want to go home early. To thrive in this collaborative environment, you need to figure out how to both collaborate and compete with colleagues. It means understanding how work relationships affect your combined interests. When it comes to helping your colleagues, consciously or instinctively, you'll be considering risks and trade-offs of how much to invest in each person. For example, when to walk away and become just a taker. Even when you're happily collaborating, everyone has different personal agendas. 
these will never be totally aligned or compatible and may regularly diverge. For example, someone asking for your help may want answers today, now please. For you though, spending this time on their behalf may be way down on your agenda. How you handle such situations can make or break your career. Messing up your relationships due to being a taker and not a giver really can torpedo your chances of success. But you don't actually have to become one or the other. There is a third way, to become a matcher. Matchers keep a balance between giving and getting. What drives them is the principle of fairness. For them, work relationships are an exchange of favours. You do this, and I'll do that. As a matcher, when you help others, you want something in return. Nor do you need to be locked into just one style. Giving, taking and matching are all ways that you socially interact with people at work. Since there's no rigid boundary between them, you can shift from one type to another. So which of these three styles, giver, taker and matcher, can most help you reach your goal of success at work? Being a giver gives you an excellent chance to reach the top of an organisation. But there's a catch, and it's a real downer. Some givers become stuck way down the ranks of an organisation because they always say yes. They do it at the expense of their work. It affects their time management, project delivery, communication and execution in general. In contrast, you can become a smart giver. You think about what's best for the organisation, not just what's best for yourself or only for the person asking for help. So what action am I suggesting? When asked for help at work, consider being a giver, taker or matcher. If possible, choose to be a giver since you enhance the success of people around you. And thirdly, to be part of the top performing members of your organisation, practice being either a matcher or preferably a smart giver. And my takeaway from this? Success at work will depend on your relationships with others and these will depend on whether you're a giver, taker or a matcher. You've been listening to an episode of Andrew's 50 Ways to Succeed at Work. For more episodes, subscribe free to my regular weekly podcasts. You can catch up on past ones at the 50ways.site where you can also become a foundation member with access to e-learning units, transcripts, further reading links, and the forum where you can ask questions, share problems, and join a growing community of people who seriously want to succeed at work. Thanks for listening, and bye for now, until next week.